0: Good afternoon, everybody. It's uh, Thursday, February twenty third at two forty four p.m. Uh, this is just a mid week or late mid week, late week, quick cast. Talking a little bit about the lay of the land, what's happening. A couple of my thoughts for the for in the the um, from what happened in the previous game, previous week. Uh, Jay did a great job. Uh, had a a very different look to his post game i loved it uh it was a it was very cool to see funnel fiasco who you may know him as or ben cotton other you may know him as uh kind of dropping in to the to the show in the uh uh, let's see oh yeah i'm going to talk about that second nathan hartman's here live thanks um And there's Ben Cotton. That's awesome. Appreciate you guys being here. Don't know who else have come, but I do appreciate getting together like this—an impromptu meeting in the middle of your busy work week. I know you all have stuff to do. Let me do something real quickly because I have to, and I appreciate them. Thank you to my sponsors. Thank you to MartinVintage.com. Martin Vintage, uh, run by Purdue people. Head over there, get a sweet uh, a sweet T-shirt or a T-shirt and a sweatshirt, in a boil at checkout, get 15% off. And when you're on campus this weekend for the IU Purdue game, if you're lucky enough to have tickets. By the way, they're going for an immense amount of money on different ticket brokers, secondary sellers. Um, if you're, but you're going to the game, uh, my brother going to be at the game. A couple other people, I'm sure many of you who will tune in will be at the game. Head to AJ's on Vine. Get your food on before you go to Mackie, and then add it on top. Get get something. Get a what's the what's the boiler beer called? I don't ever buy beer out of the liquor store because I'm cheap. A lot of you guys are okay with spending a lot of money, but before you go over there, go to AJ's, you'll get a good deal, you get a very high quality pint. That's a that's the way to do it, that's the way to do it. On draft, which very few of you have kegs at home. Um, anyway, thanks for tuning in, do appreciate it. I'm gonna meander a bit, so if you'll stick with me, we'll get someplace together. First one, I wanna, I had a weird observation, I'm gonna talk about the title here in a second. But I had a weird observation, I think it was a, uh, a smart observation because I made it. Uh, if you watched the Purdue Ohio State game last week. I'm a big fan of uh design and things like that. I'm in design. I um I'm a I'm a footwear and athletic product designer. I've been for about 25 years and um 26 years. And one thing I really loved about the aesthetic of the Purdue-Ohio State game was the two teams wearing script, old-timey script. I thought the uniforms looked awesome. I thought there's a great picture of Gillis that was taken by, I believe, Andrew Stein, one of the great photographers that works with the university. It's just iconic. Uh, There's some uniforms that look good when they're going at it, and and two script uniforms I thought was awesome. So uh, that was just an observation. I thought it was cool. I thought the, uh, the result, obviously... Was beautiful. I love like Ben, like like Jay Money. I love a good blowout. I think they're fantastic. I think they're just what the doctor ordered. Almost every game. Also like them as we look ahead at the tournament, look at prognostications, things like that. I'm also with them. I would rather Purdue not play anybody and just be awarded a national championship. Sadly, it's not going to happen. And you look at some of these tournament prognostications, some of these guesses, and that's really what they are, because there's so much basketball still to be played, so many things that can happen. But one thing that looks like a nightmare scenario, which seems like it's very possible, because these these, these big mean athletic teams lurk around every quarter, is Purdue plays a team like Kentucky. That's one of the one of the uh, bracket predictions have, have Purdue playing number eight Kentucky in the second round. And playing a, an athletic team with the former player of the year last year, Oscar Schwiebe, um, that that's that's a rough draw, uh, especially for a team that's been number one. I think longer than anybody else this year. I think we were trying to think about this the other day, my son and I. I think and Jay and I actually when we, we hung out before uh, he went to the game a day later. I think Purdue's been number one for six or seven weeks this year. I think six definitely. Um, it's a long time, especially in this year with all the, with all the parity. Uh, so to be rewarded with that sort of thing in the tournament, that kind of stinks. But we don't know what's going to happen. And as we look ahead, let's let's look at this. Purdue has three games left. They're in the driver's seat. They have a one game lead in the Big Ten, uh, and the good guys are twenty four and four. This is wild. Uh, I don't know if you listen or watch ba- Brags or Boilers in the stands. I, I've watched some of their their stuff recently. They're one of those many. People like me who's, a, who's a, they're fans and they're put, churning out content if you're just hungry for it during the day and you like to you like to listen to what other people have to say, have to say, those guys have put out some really really interesting good stuff. but one of the biggest points that I took away when I watched their most recent show, I think or two shows ago, was that record is identical to what it was a year ago at this time. Last year, Purdue being 24 and4 heading down that home stretch. if you don't remember this, Purdue had Three more games, just like they do now, and they lost at MSU. They lost at Wisconsin, and then they beat IU at Mackey Arena. Finished 15-5 in the conference, finished in second place. Uh, Pardon me, pardon me. Finished 14-6 in conference, second place after Illinois and Wisconsin that tied at 15-5. The whole point of this whole thing is we look ahead. Northwestern is right behind Purdue. They're one game behind Purdue. They've got a pretty tough schedule ahead. If you haven't looked at that, I, I, you probably have. If you're here, like I said, I don't mean to discredit you, but if you look at look at Northwestern's schedule, they play at Illinois, at Maryland, versus Penn State, and then at Rutgers. This is a uh, uh, that's a that's a gauntlet they have to go to. And if if they if they are still in contention after going through that four game gauntlet, good on them. That's, that's a tough tough place to be. Jay has said behind closed doors to. the Fellow B.S. people, that he doesn't believe Northwestern's going to be even in the conversation uh, after at the end of this. And and I've made a couple of prognostications myself, a couple of guesses, a couple of looks ahead. I was right on about Ohio State to a couple of my friends. I thought Ohio State would hang around for a bit and then Purdue would just crush them, and it happened. I'm not going to tell you what I think. Well, hell, I no, I'm not going to do it. What I think about the IU game, I think it's all positive. I think Purdue is in the driver's seat. I love the fact that Purdue gets to play IU at Mackey Arena this time. I like the timing of this part of the, the schedule. I like the fact that a six-game break, I said that before. I love the fact that Matt Painter has a chance to coach these guys up for a few days. And a couple of these guys have a chance to get healthy. In case you haven't heard this or in case you haven't been listening, Fletcher Lawyer has multiple things going on. Obviously, he gets beat he gets beaten up every game right now. Teams have figured out what they did last year about Sasha Stefanovic. If you take away Sasha, then it made Purdue uh, a much easier team to defend last year. This year, if you take away Lawyer, it makes Purdue a much easier team to defend. And the way they've taken away Lawyer is they've beaten the hell out of him on, on moving screens and come up high and just made everything difficult on him on both sides of the, the, the court. The end result is Lawyer's a little dinged up right now. He has, I think, a calf strain, a calf injury that he's been nursing, trying to get back up to speed. That's a big deal when you're a shooter. When uh, I mean, Lawyer's a guy that his three-point shot is a big part of his game, obviously. And when your, your legs don't feel right underneath you, it's tough to knock down shots. He's shown it. He hasn't been playing his best basketball. There's plenty of time to get right on that. Another thing that I heard and I've been listening to recently is the if Purdue gets the path that we like. You know, we've talked about good paths in the tournament, but if they get the, the good draw, the right matchup, that sort of thing, there's a lot of things that have to fall in their in their uh, fall their way still for it to be a successful run in the, big, in the big dance. But I will stand firm on this idea that dynamic guard play is still the key to winning in the NCAA tournament. Zach Eady is going to get points. He's going to do what he does. He's an impossible guy to guard, impossible guy to prepare for. But so many variables can take him away, right? Fouls, the way the game's called, all that stuff. It's really going to take Purdue's guards to step up, and they need to start doing that now, getting in the practice of making shots, making big plays. Some interesting takeaways from that Ohio State game. Again, Ethan Morton, I think, shot the ball well, if I'm remembering correctly. And one thing that was really interesting, some guys just didn't shoot. Um, Jay talked about... uh, he talked about Gillis taking so few shots. And that's a remarkable thing from a guy who hit, what, what did we say, nine three-pointers early in the season in one game? That's a big deal, and that's what this team does. That's one of the things that's great about this team is those egos, each game, they kind of handle it as it comes. If it's their day to shoot, they'll take it. If it's not, they'll take a back seat. Um, but anyway, the bed, the, the best thing, the best news we have versus last year, and I went a long way around that, is that Purdue is in the driver's seat, and they really are. If you go after Northwestern, you look at the Big Ten standings again. You'll see that the the two game was it two three game lead, I believe on the on the rest of the field, and that's like three or four teams. All these teams play each other. Lots of chance for them to beat up on each other. So Purdue simply needs to handle their business. That's the first part. And if Northwestern can stub its toe on one to three games, which I think is possible, they could lose. To me, I, I see them losing two of the last four. And that should put Purdue in the position where they, they clinched the, the, uh, their portion of the Big Ten Championship quite early. And uh, then we get ready for Selection Sunday. So my title of this quick cast today was, I Don't Hate IU. And the reason I said that, there's a couple reasons. I don't hate IU for multiple reasons. Number one, um, I don't hate IU because it's not the rivalry that it used to be. And I'm not as young as I used to be. The word hatred is pretty strong for me. It it carries a lot of weight. Um, I don't hate IU. I, I may dislike some of the things the fans do. I may dislike, I may see literal, figurative red when I see IU's colors and I see their team and their players, but I don't hate IU. In fact, I don't even dislike them as much as I do others. I've talked about this with Michigan State. When you have much bigger issues on a campus, in an athletic department, those are the things I hate. I hate the things that affect people's lives away from sports that are caused within a sports family or a community. We're seeing an example of that at Alabama right now. You see, regardless of what you want to read or believe, we're seeing something that happened that was atrocious off the court around the the Alabama basketball program. And now we're seeing people, the adults in the room, the coaches, the athletic directors are doing nothing. The first reaction to Nate Oates was wrong place, wrong time. And if you read the the account of this, regardless of what you think, if someone called you at midnight or 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. and said, can you bring my gun to me? I left it in your car. I think the best response would be, why don't we get that to you tomorrow? Why don't I get that to you later on? So I'm not gonna get into any of the other parts about that. I'm just gonna get into the context of that request. If that's the only thing that happened that night that led to the murder of a human being, that's something that deserves attention from the university, from the athletic department, from the conference, from their head coach. These are the things you should hate in college sports. You should hate the things that affect people's lives. A person was murdered that night and her daughter is motherless. Because she was killed. That's something to hate. Now, a rivalry between Purdue and IU, in the grand scheme of things, is silly. And we can all get angry. We call it hate week. That's fine. But I hope that you're all blowing that out of proportion. And I think you're blowing it all out of proportion. But if you're not, maybe check yourself. I dislike uh, stupidity as much as anybody, internet stupidity, internet muscles when people get on the internet and start talking trash about people, picking fights, whatever it is, I hate that as much as anybody else, okay, but hating IU to me, to me, it's it's a bit of a bridge, that's a big school too, it's a lot like Purdue, sure there are morons at IU, there are a lot of them there, and I think they have an inordinately high amount of morons on campus at IU, and in their alum group, and in their non-alum group that are just their fans especially those are probably the ones that make it bad for everybody but i don't hate iu but i absolutely hope purdue just hammers them for a lot of reasons but the big one is because my diploma says purdue purdue is the place that i root for purdue is the uh i almost black and gold everything uh on the days that i try to escape wearing black and gold generally i'm wearing a black sweatshirt that's plain. it accessorizes well with all my other purdue gear so it's in it's in the blood. It's in the bones for me. So, um, that's about all I had. I, I had one other thing I wanted to address, and I can't remember what it is. I'm gonna see if there's any questions, any comments over here. Like I said, I appreciate everyone who is tuning in live, and everyone is tuning in on delay. Um, this is a fun week. This is it. Feels like spring outside to me. These these days are so hopeful. In central Indiana, it's like 60 degrees. It's beautiful. It's sunny, and. I'm reminded we are so close to getting out of the true winter doldrums, getting into March Madness. It's an incredible time of year. It's a time that like it's weird how mental, how much mentally better I feel when it starts getting sunny and we get in this home stretch in basketball. I feel better about things in spite of the fact that I've been let down, disappointed so many times in March uh, by my, my favorite basketball team. I hope spring's eternal. So hopefully this year that thing can change. Uh, let's go. Nathan, Har- Nathan Arvin said he does not hate IU either. That's what he was talking about, and that's where uh, boiler up, hammer down. A lot of a lot of good, positive comments. Uh, Patrick Pence, good question. Does Mason start again, uh, or uh, just to make it more physical? Uh, you know where I stand on this. I think Mason should be starting. I think it makes a lot of sense to start him. And I also think, I told you I would have shuffled the lineup at other places as well, um, but... We'll see. Paint is a pretty steady guy. Um, my guess, if first is feeling better, if he's uh, if he's not nicked up anymore, he's not sick. My guess is he'll go back to that starting lineup. But if if superstition is part of the thing that helps coaches make their decision and affects their informs their decision, whatever, I I would say that there's no reason to continue to ride with that first group if it's much more analytical, which I think it is with Painter. I think Painter's very analytical at this point. I think he leans heavily on data. My guess is we'll see first back in the starting lineup. But I would like to see Gillis stay in there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, MHC says, I only hate IU for 2.5 hours during the games against them. Um, Yeah, Max Gutwein says, any any comments on the Miller situation? I did comment on that. Um, Let's see. Midwest Toker says Indiana born and raised any Indiana team in the in the fight is okay with me. I don't agree with that. <laughs> so this is where like so uh, my loyalty uh, I think I've talked to you guys about this before and somebody brought up Shrewsbury it's a good point but my loyalty is really it's so single minded it's so bad and I wish I could get off that a little bit maybe like I said my son has been taking college visits by the way LBD uh, is 17 today. That's a big deal to me. Um but, yeah, that it, whatever decision, decision he makes is going to affect how, where my loyalty lies, obviously. I'm a Purdue guy. If he decides to go someplace else, maybe, maybe I can see myself wearing some of that gear. Maybe a hat sometimes. But I sure hope he chooses Purdue. Uh, I, and I don't know. I don't think he listens to the to the uh, post-game quick cast, the midweek week quick cast, as much as he used to. So I don't think he'll listen to this. But if he does, you know, I don't really want – we've been trying to stay out of his way and let him – this all be his decision, his process. But wherever he decides, that could change my loyalty. I don't have any loyalty to anybody in the Big Ten outside of Purdue. And I don't have any loyalty, loyalty to anybody in the state of Indiana. Butler, my brother's a Butler grad. IU, I have friends that are IU fans. I, I, I don't root for him. I wrote for Purdue. I don't think it helps Purdue either. That's my big thing. Um, let's see. Uh, Patrick Pence uh, well, uh, Ancient Astronaut says he does hate IU. So that's, I, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I just don't. I don't feel that way anymore. Um, Karen uh, Grulock says, no Purdue fan would ever say they like IU. You don't have a purdue degree and say that shame on you so that's uh i, I, I tend to agree that i i couldn't i can't say that i can't ever pull for them uh the only time i pull for iu is if it makes Purdue's standing better um ron gable my pal says i really dis- dislike iu uh i don't dislike my iu friends but well i i so i one of my best friends especially in high school in college is an iu he was an iu student he's an iu alum now I can tell you, I had a really hard time. I still have a hard time. He will text me at the beginning of that game something stupid, and he does it just to be stupid. It's not. It's not difficult for him. It's not a stretch. So, uh, but yeah, you got to take him as harmless. I guess that's the best thing. Um, Midwest Joker says Morton hit three threes and Purdue runs away with a win. Hits three threes and Purdue runs away with a win Saturday. I like that prediction. Sounds good to me. I would look for somebody, an unsung hero, to play a big part in the game. That seems to be one of the the themes that has gone through um, through many of the victories over the last five, ten years. There's been somebody step up that you don't see coming, or a guy who's not not typically the person who's carrying them. They're I to do everything they can to take Edie out of the game. They're going to probably they're going to do what Ohio State did start really, really physical. That's my guess. And then you're going to have to have somebody step up. Who will that guy be? Who knows? I mean, that's that's the fun of this game. But literally, think back. There have been so many one-game heroes versus IU in the past decade, and that's a lot of that's a lot of the reason these are so much fun to remember that game. Um, so let's see who it is. We'll we, we'll meet back together if you have comments. Who you think it might be? Who might be that that unsung hero type? If it's Morton, I'm all for it. You know, I'm uh, I drive that Morton um, bandwagon, so I, I'm in for that. Definitely in for that um Patrick Pence says I wish Newman could get going that that's he's probably my favorite Purdue player that hasn't kind of gotten to the level I thought he would Uh, I love that guy love that guy and I'd love to see him get hot for this game Uh, but he has been not shooting the ball well doesn't look very comfortable with the ball in his hands right now looks pretty good on defense at times man showed some athleticism on a couple blocks and attempted blocks last few games but uh, let's see Uh, Yeah, Ben Cotton says Bryson Scott would have won National Player of the Year if he played against IU. That's a great point. Bryson Scott, uh, Purdue hero, and then uh, IPFW hero, always beat IU. Didn't matter if it was uh, in a Purdue uniform or his uh, second school, IPFW. Todd Singer, Herb Dove, love Herb Dove. Um, I don't even know the context on that. Uh, Yeah, Herb Dove, I actually knew Herb Dove when I was on campus my— college roommate for one year had class with him was a study partner with him so i always got to walk home with the with those two guys and talk about basketball it was great um he let me in a little insight on shoes and things like that like the you know the nike deal that they had at that point with the ncaa allowed i love talking that sort of shop one one takeaway i had with herb dove if you ever met him um herb had extremely extremely uh thin long arms and legs like And, of course, I'm 5'4", so everybody's taller than me, but he was so long. Like, he was the type of guy that I would, if I'm afraid of one thing, afraid, for Purdue this year, it's long athletic guards, especially on the defensive end. Herb Dove, in his prime, would have terrified me because of his length and his ability to move side to side and anticipate. Herb was a uh, boy. He could uh, he could jump out of the gym too. Uh, incredible athlete, really good guy. Um, but yeah, one of those guys. Oh, I got one more thing. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Pence says Dow didn't go to class. I I I I went to class. I'm, I'm very studious. We've talked about this. I have these glasses to prove it. Final. Sh- this is a point I wanted to make, and I'm glad I remembered before I close. And I think it's a good one to close on. I'm a major wimp. Okay. I, Jay makes fun of me. He's been making fun of me for more than a decade about this. But this is something, it's like things get me choked up, emotional, tearful pretty easily. Okay, Like thinking of my son getting older. That gets me. It got me earlier. You probably noticed. Makes me have pause for a second. Um, but one thing that got me emotional, my wife made fun of me, is watching the, uh, the delay recording of the purdue maryland game in case you didn't know it i don't know if i filled you in the reason i couldn't watch that game the reason i couldn't come to you with post-game thoughts right away was because my father who's a purdue alum uh threw a surprise birthday party for my mom on sunday so we were occupied very very awful poor planning by my dad don't know what he's thinking he maybe he's listening because he likes to tune in awful planning but again that wasn't his fault either he actually had it planned for another weekend the venue had to change for a uh, for a reason of uh, numbers, so but still, right during a Purdue a Sunday afternoon Purdue game. Come on, Dad. But um, one thing that my dad instilled in me, I think, is just the idea that once you're part of something, once you're part of a team, once you're part of a school, you're in. You're part of that. This is your thing. This is you. Embrace it. You become. You become, I don't want to say family, that's an overstatement, but there's, there's some family atmosphere. Some of the people, you guys, I feel that way about you. One thing that got me, really simple, really got me though, was going to the timeout for the Ohio State game. There was a picture of Edie holding up the Purdue jersey. and just said Purdue in the arc, right? The Purdue basketball uniform. It's the, not the script, but the arc jersey, as they went to break. And I thought to myself, gosh, I'm proud to be a Purdue alum. And it's a, it's a weird thing. Like, I'm proud of these guys, these players. Man, they are, they are a bunch of guys that are easy to get behind. And in the events we've seen this week, on the other side of the spectrum, from other schools, embarrassing behavior, despicable behavior, things that, you know, you'll see it over and over. You see it in other places. Sometimes we've seen it at Purdue. Here's the thing. we got to be honest when we see it. Call it as we see it. Don't turn a blind eye to crappy, shitty behavior because they're Purdue people. But when they're good people, when they're easy to root for, when they're Zach Edey staying after for two hours to sign autographs of little kids, that's something to be proud of. These guys are they, they go to the school that you graduated from. That's freaking awesome. That's great to be a part of that. I keep saying enjoy the ride. Enjoy fandom for what it is, if you will. Enjoy the good parts. Look at it as a diversion from the, the, the tough parts of life. And don't look at it as something that just rings you out like it does for me. I'm giving advice to some to you guys who are, I guarantee, better dealing with your, your emotions during a Purdue game than I am. But on the positive side, gosh darn it, that made me proud that these guys are so easy to root for. This is such a likable bunch. This is a bunch that, that sticks together, and they've looked the part, and they've changed our expectation. People have talked about different things about, you know, well, what do you think about... Uh, this scenario, that scenario, because they're in a similar position as they were last year. Perspective is everything. This team has fought and clawed its way to the point where they're one of the best teams in the nation. Uh, they did it very quickly. But aside from that, if this team had nine losses right now and they were getting ready for the tournament and they were just as likable, I think we would have enjoyed the season too because we would have watched them grow up in front of our eyes. We thought that was going to happen, but it didn't. Instead, they just kind of became the part. And they did it quickly. But I'm proud to be a Boilermaker, proud to root for these guys, excited for these final three games, excited for the stretch run and what comes ahead in March. Look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in. Hammer down. God bless you. We'll see you. Thanks again.